Hey everyone, Chad here and welcome to the Light Your Fire podcast where it's my mission to light the human spirit on fire. Today's topic is the optimization mindset, which is my, that's what I call it. It's basically just a mindset for continuous improvement. When you're building something and you want to continue progressing without feeling like a failure, this is a good mindset to adopt. And I want to, I want to set it all up with a funny kind of example. And I'll use the example of my daughter coming to me and saying, I want you to build me a big treehouse, dad. And this didn't happen, but I could see this happening. <laughs> so this is a good example. She comes to me and she says, I want you to build me a big treehouse, dad. So I'm like, okay, well, we sit down and we talk about it a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? I want to surprise you. So why don't I start building this? And when I'm done, I'll, I'll bring you back and you can check it out. And so she says, okay, that'd be awesome. And she, she goes and she does her thing. And and then I start off on this mission. I go to Home Depot. I spend all this money. I waste all this time. And a month or two later, I have this amazing treehouse built. And I can't wait to show her. I go in the house. I say, come on, Ella. You know, I want this is the big reveal. I want to bring you out. I want to show you this awesome treehouse I built for you. And so she comes outside and she sees it. She goes, oh, my gosh, Dad, it's amazing. But wait a minute. Like, why, why are there steps? I was thinking that there would be like a rope that we could climb up. And then when we get in it, she's like, well, wait a minute, why is it purple? Like I was really hoping it would be pink and I was hoping there would be like this this uh, window opening here so that I could actually see the house and I could see my friends across the street. And, and I thought like we'd have this like bridge that would connect to that other tree and then we could have like a little space over there. Maybe maybe I could put some of my like books and I could have like a little reading nook. And so she starts going on with all of these things that she was thinking that I never heard from her because I never actually involved her in the process of building this thing. I just got her grand vision. And so that sounds kind of absurd, right? But this happens in corporate America all the time. I've been I've been on so many projects where the there was this grand vision, there was this big thing that everyone kind of like had this idea of what it was going to look like, but at the end of the day, there was really no detail on what this thing should be. There, the, the definition wasn't there. The true value and the pieces of value that, that were going to be delivered along the way, like no one really could fully grasp that. And so at the end of the day, we like it always ended up seeming like it was this big failure or there, there were these huge delays. And I think a big part of that is because we were trying to do way too much at once, right? It was like me going and trying to build the whole treehouse. And I think that there are better approaches to this. So there's a couple, two things that I want to talk about that I think are really important. One is the MVP, the minimal viable product. So at the end of the day, like what is, what is the, the absolute bare minimum that we can get done? And then from there, we can start to build and optimize it, right? And so instead of me spending like a uh, month or two where my daughter can't play in the treehouse at all and she's kind of just off and she's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting and then at the end of the day I deliver something and she's disappointed. How about like over the course of a week I kind of involve her in it and I'm like, you know what, I want you to be involved. I want you to be telling me what to do and while while you're involved, you're also going to be able to use it. So let's get the, the, the initial treehouse constructed, the floor and the walls Let's figure out the dimensions. Let's figure out if it's going to be square, if it's going to be a triangle, if we're going to have that bridge to the other thing. Like, let's get all of that, right? And then you and your friends can start playing in it, and we'll we'll continue making it better. We'll we'll, uh, we'll carve out that window. We'll make the color the color you want. We'll put down the flooring that you want, right? So now now we we have like a minimal viable product, and we're optimizing it. 
And I don't feel like a failure because I got I got her something that she could use right away. And now like I'm just making it better and better and better and better. And it's based on her input. And so I don't need a lot of her time. I can just I can I can use her here and there and she tells me what she wants and then I go off and I build it, right? So in, in the corporate world, this this doesn't really happen very well. And I know there's a lot of methodologies out there now. I don't want to bore the people that have no idea what I'm talking about. If you're in this world, you know that there's, you know, like at agile methodologies versus waterfall methodologies and all of the etc at the end of the day what i'm trying to emphasize is the importance of starting small and figuring out how to create value very very fast and and the other the other piece of this that i was going to talk about is a pilot so piloting is like okay instead of like like rolling something out to an entire company why don't we take a subgroup of that company and we'll we'll give it to them and we'll see how they like it and we'll get some feedback from them and then we'll we'll optimize it and we'll we'll keep making it better and to the point where we can get it out to everyone. And then when we get it out to everyone, yes, we're gonna still need to make changes, but they're not gonna be that drastic, right? We got a lot of really good input, we've optimized it as to the best of our ability, and then we rolled it out. So MVP and pilot, right? Simple concepts. And so I want to give you an example. I, so in the gym last year, if I'm being very frank, so we were, I think, uh, I guess, two years in, I guess, at that point. And it, it, to me, like, I, I was really feeling like we were at a point where the programming up to that point was good, the, the workout programming. So we designed all the workouts for our members. The workout programming was good, but it was, it was becoming stale. And there were some things that were not correct. Like they, it wasn't that they weren't correct, but they needed to be fixed. And and so I went on this this kind of <laughs> mission to change it, but I wanted to change it through what I called this optimization mindset, right? So I, I started making tweaks here and there, and I would put it out there, but I would, uh, my communication to the trainers, to the, the, the community at large, the members was, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna try something. And we're going to see if it works. And if it doesn't work, like we'll we'll take it back, we'll pull back. Or if it does work, like we'll, you know, we'll, we'll continue going in that direction. And, and everything was, was predicated upon like, this is not the end all be all. Like I didn't spend three months in a lab and, and trying to figure out how to rule all of this out. Because if I would have done that, if I would have went into a lab and I kind of like had a little bit of input here and there, but I, at the end of the day, I came back and I said, okay, this is our new program. This is the way we're going to do it. I, I think what would have happened was I would have gotten a lot of feedback, negative feedback, and it would have made me really feel like the whole thing was just a failure. And so instead of instead of it being like that, I was very curious about feedback. I wanted not, not negativity. I always say there's like people, some people I think confuse <laughs> like feedback with just being a very negative and cynical person. Like I, some of the best feedback I've ever gotten was from one of my good friends, my doctor, my chiropractor. I just had him on my other podcast, Chad Shipley Show. He's an amazingly intelligent guy. He has a, a great background in, in the health and wellness world and functional fitness. And so he, he would pull me aside here and there and say like, hey, you know what would be really good is if we did X, Y, or Z. That would be awesome. Or this thing that you're doing, if you did this, that would really enhance the workout programming, right? So it was never in a negative. It wasn't like him saying, "I, you know, this is stupid. I don't like this, you know, that kind of stuff. That's not helpful. He was very helpful. He's pulling me aside and he's giving me some good feedback. And it was feedback that I could plug in as input to change the program and to make it 
better. So I welcome that. I love that. And when I have it in my head that that's, that's why I'm doing it, I'm trying to listen to everyone and pull pull strings on the things that seem like they could be good and they could make sense. And then I reveal a program that maybe not everyone's going to be on board with, but we, we, we made major improvements to it and we did it in a very quick time frame. Right. And I even had, I, I remember one of the members saying like, I don't like, they, they told one of my trainers, they said, I don't like this particular way that he's doing it right now, but I, I really applaud him for like trying to change it up and to give us an engaging experience and for, you know, like being vulnerable and saying like, okay, like we don't have it right yet. So let's figure out how to make it right. And in, in really creating the members as, as an engaging community in doing that. Now you have to be careful, obviously, because when you start asking for input, that, that like you're never going to be able to appease everyone. And so at the end of the day, like I, I I was kind of saying like, look, like 80% of it has to be this way. This is the way we're going to do it. But this other 20%, I'm trying to to figure out what is the best way to do it. What's going to give you the most engaging experience? What's going to make it the funnest workout? What's going to make it the most in, in, you know, effective workout for you, whatever it would be. And so it was it, it, because I framed it up as that and I set the expectations with everyone as that, then we we just optimized it. And I've done that with challenges since. So I, I throw stuff out there and I say like, look, we're going to try this challenge. Um, never did it before, but let's see how it works. You know, let's see if, if you guys like it. And I try to get input back from all of the members. So we just launched a six week challenge at the beginning of January. It was six weeks. So, you know, we threw it out at a, I I threw it out at a price point that I thought made sense. And, um, we, we had some, some prizes involved and we had metrics for how we're going to measure it. But then we added some other stuff, right? So we added a Facebook group and we put some nutritional content in there and we were doing all these things. And so now at the end of the challenge, I'm asking everyone, is this, do you like this? Is this something that, that like you got a lot of value out of? And I'm trying to measure it, right? We we've been measuring it all along, but now at the end, I'm trying to figure out if this is something that we can do again, right? So I think, I think it's really important to have this optimization mindset because it, it helps take the ego out of it. When, when people have this like, Hey, this was what I wanted to do. And this was my vision. And this is what I heard. And, and this is why I built it this way then that, that that becomes tough, right? Because it's like calling someone's baby ugly. <laughs> like they just spent all this time doing it. It's like when my daughter tells me like, hey dad, like I don't really like this, you know? And I'm thinking, gosh, I just spent two months, I spent all this money, I spent all this time. How could you not like this? Like I built it perfect and you know, it was exactly the way that I thought you explained it to me. And 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 it's like I my ego is hurt, right? Right. Where if I did it the opposite way and I said, like, let's go do one week where we just we build the frame and then we start plugging in the things that you really want. Now, like if she says, oh, you know what, dad, like, yeah, you did it this way. But now that it's built that way, I don't really like it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to hurt my ego because it was, you know, it was a misunderstanding or you, you, you thought you wanted it one way. But now that you see it you you're you're pulling back from that and you're saying you don't like it that way so i understand that and now we have more of a working relationship and my ego is not hurt i'm just i'm just optimizing i'm just making it better and better and better and fixing it and so i think i think if we can figure out how to no matter what we're doing go into it with the mindset of what i'm what i'm what i'm going to end up building is not perfect just just get that thought out of your head right that whatever i'm creating right now whatever i'm building it's not perfect and Honestly, it's this podcast for me. You know, I I try to 
really make sure that I'm, I'm putting a lot of the right things into this and I'm structuring it the right way. And, but at the end of the day, like I'm learning so much as I go through this process. I, I, we're on like 90 episodes now, I think, of this particular uh, Light Your Fire. And I, I'm learning. I'm continuously learning. And if I just thought of it as like, oh, gosh, Chad, like, look, we did this, you did this, you did this, and this is all wrong. That's like that. That would crush me. That would just shut it all down. So I'm constantly like just thinking about how do how do I make it a little bit better? How do I improve it? And what is the fastest way for me to deliver value without over compromising the quality? So I think if you just get out of your head of like, hey, I'm going to build something. You know, it's like writing a book. I'm going to write the book. I'm going to write 500 pages. I'm going to give it to a publisher, and they're going to love it. Like if you think like that, you're in for a big, a big wake up call because there's no way that your your first draft of a book before you even get like an editor or a public, like they're never just going to be like, okay, yeah, we love this. This is perfect, right? And it's 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 singing. It's you know if you're putting yourself out there on Facebook and you're you're showing the world how you have this interest in singing, your first maybe 50 videos are going to be horrible, right? Like you're not going to have it figured out. You got to figure. You got to have the mindset like I'm going to continue up. Optimizing. I'm going to continue improving. I'm going to get better. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. And I'm adjusting as I go. I'm pivoting and I'm adjusting and I'm making it better. You're never a failure. You're just always learning. And when you think of it that way, you can make significant progress. That's it. I'm out. Boom. Big thanks to you for listening. If you enjoyed, please share with a friend. That's the only way this thing will grow, and you'll be helping me in the biggest way possible. Please make sure to subscribe to my Friday Fire newsletter. It's full of meaningful and insightful content for you to use as fuel for your life. When you subscribe, you will immediately get an email with links to one of my favorite motivational videos of all time, a link to the book that I gift the most because of the power within, and a digital copy of my short performance playbook on life. Subscribe via the link in the show notes. You can unsubscribe at any time.